بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى الطيبين الطاهرين اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الله وأكرمني بنور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا ألباب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن علومك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين After giving different definitions of adl or justice, now Ayatollah Mutahari raises a few questions or objections that people may have with respect to divine justice. <coughs> One question is, so these are the questions that inshallah will be clarified gradually. One question is, why there is so much discrimination or difference in the world. There are two issues. Discrimination and difference. Difference, like for example, we have different colors. We have different gender. Discrimination in the sense that, for example, Someone is beautiful, someone is not beautiful. Someone is a human being. There are animals, there are other types of things. Some are angels, some are shaitan. You know, so there are differences and there is discrimination. Of course, this is the question, but we will inshallah clarify. The second issue is why when some beings are created then they cease to exist why there is destruction or why there is death for the people who think death is ceasing to exist mm. so this question is if something is created, is given existence, why this existence is taken away? Why you create human beings and then taking their lives? Okay? It's a question. The reason this question is asked is that people think, some people, that as long as you have not created, they don't have any right over you. But if you create them, then you cannot just destroy them or you know, take their existence away from them. The other question is about limitations and problems. Like there is ignorance, there is weakness, there is illness, there is poverty. Why? Why in the world we have such things? The other question is why there are calamities? There are microbes, there are germs, or injustice, theft, earthquake, flood, storm, wars, conflicts, 
why there is shaitan, why there is temptation from nafs ammare, these type of problems. And then Ayatollah Mutahari says, this question can be turned into a kind of theological and philosophical question and say, why things which are not useful are created? Why things which are harmful are created? If God is just and wise, only good things should be created. And this leads us to a very uh, important question that we will discuss in more details, uh, inshallah, soon. The question of having two creators in the world. One for creating good things, one for creating bad things. There have been people that they had the idea that God has only created good things and bad things are created by devil, for example. So this quickly leads to that question. If we cannot explain properly why we have such problems in the world, some people may say, okay, we have another creator for them. Or some people may even deny existence of God, as some people have done. Then Ayatollah Mutahari has a discussion about why justice, divine justice, has been taken as one of the principles of you know, religion or mazhab. Sometimes we say usul al-din are five, and we mention Adil as one of them. Sometimes we say usul al-din are three, and usul al-mazhab are five, depending on how you, you know, articulate. In any case, for us Shia, Divine justice is one of our principles of faith. Why? Salam He mentions two reasons. One reason is a very important point about this issue of justice. This is one of those issues in theology that does not you know, remain only among the theologians. Now, there are many issues in theology, and especially in philosophy, that only scholars discuss. There might be controversies, debates, differences of opinions, but only theologians know about it. But this issue of divine justice and problems that, you know, exist in the world is something that scholars and lay people, everyone talks about it. Because people face this problem, you know, illness, death, injustice, uh, you know, earthquakes, a storm, flood. People see these problems, and if they cannot understand why, then they may lose their faith or they may face, may be affected. So this is why we have not put in Usul al-Din many theological issues, but we have put Adil al-Ilahi, divine justice, as one of the principles. But in addition to this, there's a historical reason. This is something about the significance of this issue, but there is also a historical reason 
which we have mentioned in some other books, you know, that in early Islam, a debate started about divine justice. And that was not because some Muslims didn't accept divine justice. That was because the way Muslims understood divine justice was different. And that was based on a more underlying question. And that was about understanding goodness and badness, whether goodness and badness are essential or not, whether they are rational or religious. Zati means essential, intrinsic goodness and badness. Arazi means accidental. And also, if we accept intrinsic goodness and badness, then we can talk about whether we can understand it rationally or not. But if you say there is no such a thing as intrinsic goodness and badness, objective goodness and badness, then there is no way to talk about reason being able to understand. So this debate was there, then the debate about free will and determination. So these questions led to some people saying, like Asharites, that God is just, just by definition. God is just because justice is what he does or what he asks us to do. It doesn't help you to understand anything about what type of things he do, he does or he says, you know. Whatever he says is good. Whatever he does is good. But the Shiites and Mu'tazilites had the idea that, yes, whatever he says or does is good, is just, but not by definition. It's a real issue. It's an objective issue. He considers the standards, requirements, criteria for goodness and badness. And all his commands are in compliance with those standards. So if God says, you must be just, you must be benevolent, and Allah ya'mur bil adli wal ihsan, because in reality, these two things are different from their opposites. Even if you had no religion, no faith, you should be able to understand that justice is better than injustice. Benevolence <coughs> is better than wronging people. In any case, as we said before, in some other books, and inshallah we also mentioned later, this was a very important debate which still continues and even existed in Christianity, in Judaism, in among Greek philosophers. So, one historical reason for Shia stressing on divine justice as one of their principles is because they wanted to take a position, a stance in this debate. But as I said, there is another reason which is related, and that is, this is an issue that every person whether a theologian or a scholar or layperson discusses and is concerned about it. So we have to treat it as a matter of priority. The next issue is 
عدل and حكمة justice and wisdom among attributes of God we have chosen justice as a principle yeah so for example power of God is not one of our principles although we believe in power of God knowledge of God is not one of our principles it is justice but there is very close connection between justice and hikmah and we need to talk about this relation what is justice what is hikmah some of the questions actually might relate to hikmah not justice you remember when we were discussing aqaid whether it was islamic belief system or theological instructions i told you that actually people cannot that much question justice of God in the theological sense. Because they don't have any right over God. They cannot say God has done injustice to us. It's like God giving from his own money to people. If someone from his own pocket gives money to people, he doesn't need to observe you know, equality or any criteria if it's a matter of justice. But then it's a matter of wisdom that as a wise person, why you didn't give someone and gave the one next to it, next to him? Or why you gave them different amounts? It's a issue of wisdom. You remember we had this in Akai. So these two qualities, Adl and Hikmat, justice and wisdom are very closely connected. Adl in one definition, as we said, is to give everyone and everything what they deserve. Okay? But wisdom is to create the best, the most beautiful, the most um, endurable thing. This is the wisdom. Because wise person is the one who does things for reason. There is, this point is not here in the book. Listen, I explain it for you. Why wisdom requires to do the best. Can you understand? Why wise person should do the best. You know, we say Nizam Ahsan, the best system, the most beautiful system has to be created by God. Why? Inherently is wise. Pardon? Inherently is wise himself. Yes. No, but why someone who is wise has to do the best? Yes. If he doesn't do, do the best, then he is doing his own. What? Because he, he's. Uh, I can, for example, best, I can make. The best. I can make the best house, I can make the second best house, the third best house. Why I should make the first? Due to his status and caliber, if he doesn't do it, it is a for him. Why? Because he is capable of better, and he chose to do the, le the lesser good or the, you know, put the maqdul instead of the afdal. So what is the problem? 
I, I let's uh, first uh, him and then him and then yes. Maybe the question would be, why did you do the second or the third list? There would be too many questions about all the other ones. Yes. We didn't do the best thing. The best thing is pretty obvious. Yes, uh, this is one point. Uh, yes, Abu Jafar. I use the intellect okay. in the best way. Why I should use my intellect in the best way? Why it is not enough to use it in a good way? Uh, I think the wise person usually counts the consequences as well. Okay. So therefore, when he does something <coughs> consequentially, it should be, or, or if you say that it, this should be, for example, should stay for longer time, the house, for example. It should be cheap, not too expensive, for example. It should be solid, it should be, uh, what you say, good, place for living substance comfort so, so so why you so you don't need to do the best sometimes you may not do the best because for example you see it's not needed to spend this much maybe it's not necessarily this much maybe you are wise without spending that much yeah you want to say yeah i just want to say that it's like uh, who, who's name uh, so, because wisdom is the peak of Akl, and it's the demand of the Akl to create the best. Why? <laughs> so, this is the question. Why Akl says you have to do the best? Yes. The manifestation of God's love for the creation. That's the one to do the very best. Why you cannot just give enough? Why you have to give the best? If you love someone, do you need to make the best food or a very good food? I think the best food. The, I why? Like, I think the best food is worse than that. we're against the adl. We're against the adl. Father? Reflect the perfection of Allah. Yes. How you carry out the task. Okay. Maybe you think it's not necessary. Then that goes back to wisdom. And then there's certain things it's not necessary to be that best. Mm. But then it wouldn't be best anymore. Because if it's best, that means it is necessary. It is the best necessary option. That means so I feel like it's a circle. <sighs> your wisdom will tell you what's best. And mm. knowing that it's best and you're wise, you will do it. <clears throat> yes. Thank you. Yeah. He was, I think, first. You want to say something? Allah has put in this sense, not to everybody. Yeah. There's very few people who have put the best yeah. That's why they didn't advise to use it a perfect way. But why? Yeah. Okay, last. Last. <laughs> it was before. Shifa, uh, I think uh, intrinsically, if someone is wise, naturally, because they are wise, they will choose the best. If the second, third, and the fourth are, let's say, without mawajjah, there's no, how should we say, English? Preference. If there's no preference, otherwise, like it's not more difficult or, or mm. 
unachievable. And uh, the, between the best option and all the second options and the third options and so on. Because goodness in itself has value, and the wise person, because they are wise, intrinsically realizes this, they would select the best because it is in their nature to do that. Why it's in the nature of the question and why? You wanted to say something? And then you. You are the last. Yeah. The thing is, it's not about the best at what I can do. It's to do it the best in that situation. It's okay. Situation demands the best. So it might not necessarily be my best, but it might be the best for the situation or the person that is needing what is needed. Yeah. So that kind of. So why you should do the best for that situation? So otherwise, I wouldn't be considered wise. Well, you do something which is good. No. But why you should do the best? If you want to be more economical, no, seriously, because some people say one of the principles of rationality is to do just what is enough. Don't do more. So we want to understand why. Why is it necessary? Maybe you can say out of his favor. But what we want to say, because if you say that's a requirement of wisdom, then you can question someone's wisdom if he doesn't do the best. Okay? But, okay, you can question my wisdom or any other person's wisdom, but how can you question somebody who's already perfect and the most wise? Why would you question that? No, no, I'm not. I, I'm just trying to understand why a wise has to do the best. I understand the arguments. Yes. Why? Why is in their nature to do the best? You are putting the answer gradually in the question. Mm -hmm. Why not? We give up, Sheikh. Can you answer? Yes, you. Uh, yes. I'm saying, um, if, if someone has an intention and you have the knowledge of all ways of fulfilling the intention and the power to choose any of those options, why would you choose anything except the most perfect one? Yeah. So, this is a way of answering, but. Uh, the, this is just enough to say, I don't know why he should not do something else. <laughs> it doesn't prove that he must do the best. You can say, I don't see why. Yes. Yeah. Yes, this is also a good way of explaining. So, I think, uh, more or less, uh, everyone understands, but maybe how to say it. So, one answer is what was said, that the best is always one. But if you want to not to have the best, then there is an no, uh, endless question. It can be the second, it can be the third, it can be the fourth. There is no preference. You know, the best is like a, a straight line between two points. That is only one. But there can be many uh, lines which are not straight. So, for the wise 
to do something which is not the best needs extra reason than doing. But doing the best needs just reason for doing. In addition to this, we can say, as the sister said, if wise is perfect is something if wise is imperfect is another thing when wise is perfect not only wisdom gets into the decision but also perfection gets into the decision so what he does should reflect his wisdom and his perfection therefore it has to be the best the perfect choice is that for people like us that we have limited power limited time limited resources limited knowledge we don't need to do the best necessarily we can do the best within our comfort or within for example you know our limits because if for everything that we do we want to do the best it would not work you know like people who are perfectionist those who are perfectionist they do they try to do everything perfect but it ends up with not being able to do many things yeah like for example if you are perfectionist in washing your kitchen then uh, from morning till night you are just washing okay if you are perfectionist for example in writing you write then you say it's not good you write again you write again you know hundred times you start and you never finish <coughs> but for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do things in the best way or second best way or third best way doesn't cost anything it's not it's more difficult it's not that it takes his time more it reduces his treasures there is no explanation why someone who can do the best as easy as doing the second best why he should do the second or the third So, so it's not only a matter of wisdom, it's also a matter of, again, wisdom with absolute knowledge and power and resources that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has. So, he has created the best system. But, inshallah, we will explain more in the future, but this is one of the key points that you should remember all the time this is the best possible system mm. the best possible for example you give me 100 square meter land mm. and you tell me make the best home for me okay 
I will try to make the best home for you, but the best home in 100 square meters. Don't ask me, you know, to make a palace in 100 square meters. In the physical, material world, we cannot have perfect beings. We cannot have perfect situation. There can be limitations, there can be shortages, there can be conflicts, there can be competition. Yeah? Imagine if all people of the world wanted to live in the most beautiful place in the world. It was not possible. Or if there is a river, if everyone wanted to make his farm next to the river, it's not possible. There's limitation. Or for example, if I am not driving carefully, I can hit you. Because in this world, not only what you do counts, what others do also counts. Yeah? In heaven, you would not be affected by bad people or careless behavior of other people. But in dunya, careless behavior of bad, other people or bad behavior can affect you. So, this is the best system but remember, this is the best possible system. And there is no way for Allah to make the second best, the third best, or just good system. No, this is the best possible system. So, the question then is how we can make sense of some of the problems. Yes. Can we say that this is the best possible system for the purpose that it was created? Because, for example, we can say, okay, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the hereafter, the heaven, that could have been what we had. But the purpose for that is different for, than the purpose we have here. So for this purpose that we have here, this is the best system that we have? Yeah, it's the best possible world and at the same time is the best for our purpose. Because actually, all the limits that are in this world are good for us. Because we want situation for testing people. Yeah? If we were not affected by each other's behavior, then how we were tested? Mm. If we were not affected by shortage of, for example, food or rain, or resources, then how we are tested. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us in the physical, material world and gave us free will. And this is actually we need. If we were created in heaven, then we could not gain what we can gain from dunya. Yeah? In heaven, you cannot become a mu'min in contrast to kafir. Or a patient person, grateful person, in contrast to someone who is impatient or not grateful. So, it's true, yes, that for the purpose that we have, this is the type of world that we need. And that is the best.
So we have justice, which means to give everything and everyone what they deserve. And we have wisdom, which means to create and to do the best, the most beautiful. To have a purpose, and for that purpose you do the best. Wisdom of God is one of the results of knowledge of God and one of the results of God's quality of moridiya. God is willing. Because you remember in Kalam we had this discussion that God is murid and kare. He likes certain things and he doesn't like certain things. He decides to do certain things and he doesn't decide. It's not that everything that he can do, he would do. Yeah, God is not like a robot or like a machine that whatever can do, would do it. God can do many, many things and can stop doing many, many things among endless choices that he has, he chooses some of them and wills them and does them. So, wisdom of God is directly related to his knowledge plus his erade. So, what he knows to be the best, he decides, he wills to do. But, Ayatollah Mutahani says, justice of God is not directly related to his knowledge and his will. It is one of the qualities of action and not a quality of essence. It's a quality of action. Then he says, one of the things that has been discussed is the issue that I just mentioned, and I said we will talk about it later. Thanawiyat, a kind of dualism. You know, dualism has many meanings, and in philosophy has been used in different sense. For example, dualism of soul and body. But one of the meanings of dualism is that we have two types of creation. As if there is a partition. One God who created all the good things and one God who created bad things. You may not call him God, but any name that created. For example, according to some interpretations, it is said that Zoroastrians had this idea and maybe still have this idea. But of course, many Zoroastrians today say that we are monotheist. And Ayatollah Mutahari says in Avesta, which is their book also, there are places that match Tawheed. In some places, it's not clear. Although Islamically, we can prove that they are Ahlul Kitab. And they had a book from God, and they had a prophet. So, in origin, definitely monotheistic. Today, there are different opinions, but if they say we are monotheist, so we should accept. 
anyway, there was this idea that there is Ahura Mazda and Ahriman. Ahura Mazda is God who creates good things, beautiful things. Ahriman is the devil that creates bad things. And they wanted in this way to defend God by saying that God is not doing bad things. Bad things are done by someone else. So this is the issue of Sanabiyat. He says in ancient Iran, this idea was popular. And they had this idea and he says the you know very ancient you know Iranians when they came to this place one of the ideas that they had was this that there is a kind of separation rain sunshine you know good things come from one source and illness and death and poverty come from and Zartosht he says was not able to eradicate this from minds of Iranians some Iranians Zoroastrian the prophet of the Zoroastrians so he was not able to eradicate even if we believe that he was a prophet and they had a book, but this was not completely eradicated. And even after that, there were other religions in Iran. They had also some traces of this. Till Islam came. And Islam totally stopped any kind of shirk. Even, you know, there were people who believed in a kind of dualism, but for example, they said we should only worship one God, but there are two creators. Hmm. So they didn't have Tawheed in Khaliqiyah, but they had Tawheed in Ubudiyah. Okay? But there were people who said, no, we should also worship bad God. Because otherwise he gets angry with us, you know. <laughs> we do, should do something to please also bad, you know, God. But uh, some people said, no, we only worship one God. But there are also bad things that are created by someone else. But in Islam, we have Tawheed in all dimensions. Tawheed, Fazat, Fasafat, Fil Af'ad, Fil Khaliqiyah, Fil Ubudiyah, in every aspect. And then he says, after Islam, this idea disappeared in Iran. He quotes this beautiful ayah in the Quran from Surah An'am, that in the disc you know, discussion about Noor, we mentioned this in the lectures on Noor. Alhamdulillah, alladhi khalaq as-samawat wal-ard, he has created the skies and the earth and he has made light and darkness. It's not that light is created by someone and darkness by someone else. 
Of course, light is created. Darkness is not created. And this is why I said جعل الظلمات not خلق الظلمات والنور yeah? made darkness and light because darkness is lack of light so not only he makes a very beautiful point here he says not only Islam put an end to the idea that bad things are created by someone else Islam also clarified for people that nothing bad is created. It's relative. Okay? رَبُّنَا الَّذِي أَعْطَى كُلَّ شَيْءٍ خَلْقَهُ ثُمَّ هَدَى When Fir'aun asked Musa and Harun, مَنْ رَبُّكُمَا يَا مُوسَى The answer was, our Lord is the one that gave everything Kulla shay. Kulla shay includes everything. everything. Not that good things only. Everything. Yes, we believe everything is good. That's another issue. But we don't accept that God created some of the things. God created everything. If you have problem in understanding why bad things are there, then you have to correct your understanding about what is bad. Yes. How do, we, how do you understand the uh, Jahal al-Zulamati when Nur? So, Nur here is also Jahal or yes. creation? Jahal is Amaz creation. Yeah. Jahal means to make. Mm -hmm. Make can be by creating or can be by attribution. By a kind of, like for example, I can say God made shadow. But if I say God created shadow, is not very accurate because shadow is not created. You know, shadow is when something does not let light come, then we have shadow. But shadow is not a real thing. Shadow is lack of light. Indeed, around that shadow, there is light. There is no light here, we call it shadow. Like, for example, dryness. Dryness is not created. When there is no humidity, we say it's dry. Otherwise, not that dryness is created. Okay? So, he says, Iranians, after Islam, not only they didn't believe in a second creator for bad things, but in a mystical view, they came to this conclusion that nothing bad is in the world. Ghazali says, لَيْسَ فِي الْإِمْكَانِ أَبْدَعُ مِمَّا كَانِ لَيْسَ فِي الْإِمْكَانِ أَبْدَعُ مِمَّا كَانِ In the world of contingency, there is nothing more beautiful than what it actually exists. So among different possible worlds that God could have created, this is the best. Okay? And then he continues with this discussion and to what Hafiz, who is a very well-known Iranian poet, 
says. He says, پیر ما گفت خطا بر قلم سون نرفت. پیر ما means our teacher or master, the one that is our spiritual mentor, said, خطا بر قلم سون نرفت. The pen of creation. If you imagine everything which is created is written by a pen. So the pen of creation didn't make any mistake. آفرین بر نظر پاک خطا پوشش با. He says, went down or bravo to his pure vision that was able to cover problems. Ah. Our Sheikh said, nothing mistaken or nothing bad is created, but he says, this is because he had the vision to see everything beautiful. You know? Because it's a matter of understanding. If you don't have good understanding, you would see even good things bad. If you have understanding, even bad things that people think they are bad, you see them as good. Yeah. How do you see murder as good? Pardon? How do you see murder and rape as good? If you just look at this issue, you say it's bad. But is it bad that people have free will? Is it bad that there is gender, there is sexual desire? If you look at all these things, you see this is good. The only bad thing that has happened by that person who has done this crime is misuse of good things. But even this misuse in the system is better to have the possibility of it than making everyone free uh, without freedom. This is where bad exists, but you have to see good side in this bad. This is actually what Hafez wants to say. That he doesn't want to say these problems are good, but he says you have to have the vision and decide that you see good things. You know, like for example, of course there are differences, but as an example, if there is a difficult exam, not, you know, very difficult, but exam has to be difficult if it is something that requires a studying and something that can tell you who has studied, who has not studied. If all students, regardless of their efforts, can pass the exam, that exam is useless. Yeah? An exam that all students pass is useless. An exam that all students fail is also useless. Yeah? We need an exam that some people pass and some people fail, but not by drawing a lot. Why? You know, you say, what is Shiriya Khat? What is English? Flipping a coin. Flipping a coin. Something based on their efforts, on their 
hard work. Okay. Those students who have no vision or they are very short-sighted, they say exam is bad. I wish there was no exam in a school. Yeah? Because it's difficult. But those who have vision, they say no exam is good. I am suffering. Maybe now I have to, you know, reduce my sleeping. I cannot, you know, play. But exam is good. Okay? So, it's a matter of your understanding as well. So he said, آفرین بر نظر پاک خطا پوشش So he praises his teacher, his master, that had this vision and sight that was pure and therefore was only seeing things in a pure way and anything which was bad, he was able to overcome and go beyond and see beauty of it. So Sheikh Nawal Nizam says, Yes. Is he referring, for example, to the beauty that was achieved by Imam Hussain scholars personally and for the Ummah and for the Islam in this respect? What she says, of course, we are not 100% sure, you know, what we, we understand it, but I think what the lady meant was I am not distracted by little bad things and bad people who are there. I am able to look at the whole and the whole picture is beautiful. Indeed, maybe we can say Karbala is the most beautiful picture in the world. I don't think you can find any place more beautiful than Karbala. Because this is where the greatest virtues that can normally remain hidden emerged. Okay? In, a, in the lecture I had uh, about uh, for Lady Zainab uh, just this year, I said, if you want to show the beauties of Imam Hussain, it's not enough to look at Imam Hussain when he is praying or fasting or doing for Hajj going for Hajj. Or even when he is doing, for example, Dua Arafah. They are very beautiful. But nothing like Karbala showed those hidden virtues of Imam Hussain Because when you challenge someone, then that's the time to know him. And if you want to show how pure is someone, how virtuous, how kind, how generous is, challenge him, challenge him. Most of people, after a certain degree, fail. You know? Some people can fail very quickly. For example, their salary this month is a stop, they fail. <laughs> they have to wait in queue, for example, under sun heat, they fail. They don't observe justice. But when people are ill, when people lose their loved ones, when the people are under attack. So that's the time to see the beauty of people. 
So add to the challenges. When you add to the challenges, then if someone can remain pious and virtuous and hopeful, then you can realize that this person is 100% pure. Because if there was any purity, it was coming on the surface. So, Karbala was beautiful and indeed was maybe the most beautiful thing that Lady Zainab saw in her life. Where you could see so many pure servants of Allah subhanahu where you could see these lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all together in one place that they didn't show any sign of weakness, any sign of impurity, any sign of attachment to dunya, any sign of ego. When you could see love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the maximum. So she saw something very beautiful. You could say, didn't Lady Zainab see those ugly people? Of course she saw those ugly people. But those ugly people were not able to divert her attention from understanding the whole picture. That's the main thing. So, <coughs> this is the view that we should get. If you don't have that view, even if you are given the best thing, you can always be unhappy. You know? If you give, a, for example, someone the most delicious food, he says, you know, there is a problem in this food because then I have to go to restroom. How about enjoy the food? <laughs> so even if you, you know, some people, even we say in Farsi, if you give them even honey, they complain. Because they cannot see the beauty. But those who have vision, they can have an overall assessment put everything together and make a conclusion. So we have to correct our vision. Unfortunately, there are people, because they don't have that systematic view of the world, they question justice of God, wisdom of God, love of God. But if you have that picture, if you were yourself in the position of God, you would have not done something better than this. Now, because of lack of your knowledge, you think you could do better. You know, like people who have no experience of, for example, you know, leadership. They think it's very easy. You come and few days you solve all the problems. But when you are given the position, you see it's not easy. It's very, very difficult. Yes. possible creation yes um, and, and overall if we look at for example if, you know having free will is better than not having free will and certain crashes wouldn't happen but can we not say that if someone says and um, there are certain like places which doesn't mean it have to do anything with the limitations of, of the creation for example earthquake comes and you know this baby is right in the middle of you know this place where this crack is you know, if this baby was, you know, somewhere else, this wouldn't, it's not the limitation, the baby is still baby, earthquakes still happen, but it's just by, you know, Allah could have, you know, 
maybe made him be somewhere else instead of on that track. Or, okay. you know, when it comes did, to... Did Allah put him there? Yeah. Or, for example, parents put exactly. their baby there? No, but he could have prevented it, right? Yeah, but he has created a system. If he wants to interfere, whenever we make a mistake, if he wants to interfere, then next time you become lazy. You say, you know, Allah is going to save my baby. <laughs> you know, like religious people. Actually, we have become sometimes, you know, unfortunately, lazy because he helps us. Then we don't try to improve. You say, tabakol, tabasol, ziyara, we solve the problems. You know, this is why sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of his love for us, let us fail. So that next time we do better. This is out of his love that you have to fail. But, but teaching to the cost of, for example, letting someone, you know, die or someone to be, you know, as it says, raped. Fine, don't take the free will away because you want to show how bad or how good people are. Yeah. But when the guy is like shooting someone, you know, make it such that he doesn't die. Why should he die? And he can, you know, he would have passed this test that he's failed, he shot someone. And that person is still alive for his family and is around. So nothing changes in the world. This guy has his no. life. And this person's been if tested. there was if there was no possibility of murder, many many tests were not there. Mm. For example, imagine if we were, for example, able to drive, but we knew that no matter how we drive, no one is going to be killed. The whole system of uh, everything will be upside down because either the rules of physics had to change. <laughs> or every time mojiza had to happen. What's the problem that every time mojiza happens? Then there is no system. You know, imagine if you make a system that you have to always interfere. Then this is not a system. And we don't learn them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made a system that for those who don't want to see him can actually stop seeing him altogether. Because he has made a system. And those who want to see him can see him everywhere. But if he was interfering in everything, then no one could deny him. One of the important aspects of this is that he wants to give us the chance of denying him. So that then believing in him would be a credit. If he was himself every day getting into our life and you know doing all mu'jiza then there was no value for iman yes 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 is the the idea of test will be lost and many 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 things can happen through these difficulties you know, how you look after, for example, orphans, how you, you know, observe justice. Many, many things are because of this. Okay, inshallah, we continue this discussion next week.